Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe rolling alongside Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, filling in for Michael Lombardi. Prish, how we doing, buddy, on this Sunday morning? You know what, Femi? I could not be better. I mean, this is awesome <laughs> to be here with you again uh, on the Lombardi line and uh, a great weekend here in Vegas when it comes yes, to sir. sports and when it comes to betting. You know, I <laughs> last night I picked up some change uh, with the UFC. And uh, Love I, had, it. Yeah, I have to give a shout out uh, because, look, I'm not a handicapper when it comes to UFC. And Dave Ross, Lou Finicaro, I mean, all those guys, I lean on. Uh, for betting information when it comes to UFC, though. Um, but in honor of Women's History Month, <laughs> women's intuition, right? Uh, so I'm at this viewing party uh, last night, and uh, I'm like, you know, going to take a shot, right? Yep. Attractive woman over there, and I'm like, t- you know, cozy up, on over. Uh, <laughs> and, spit your game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, say, what's going on? You know, but then it's like, Okay, the women's fight's about to start. I mean, literally, uh, both ladies entered the uh, octagon, and um, I just went up to her, and I was like, okay, you got a bet on this one? Who you like? And, and she's like, you know, no, I don't have a bet, but I'm, I'm examining the women. I'm like, okay, okay, well, well, what do you see? What do you notice? And mm-hmm. she's like, well, the Grosso girl, um, she's thick, and she looks fierce, right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then she's like, Shashenko, right? Yep. Um, you know, she she looks like, you know, she's kind of shaky. And, and I, I would go with Grosso. I would go with that Italian girl, Grosso. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. This, this, I know what I'm dealing with. Well, first of all, thank you. Uh, great talking to you. She's Mexican, but that's okay. I get it, right? Um, women's intuition. So, man, I looked on the app. Mm-hmm. It was plus 650. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with women's intuition right now. Boom, man, plus 650, <laughs> high-fiving uh, and, and, you know, a good night. So high-fiving, thank you, thank you to the young lady, uh, attractive uh, woman. I was going to say, and, do you have to now take her out to dinner with those well, weddings? Well, yeah, I mean, see, that's the thing, family. When you win a bet like that, it continues, right? <laughs> you, you'll, 
See that? That's the end. You see how that <laughs> works? <laughs> the, the money line parlay right, roll over. Right. The parlay parlay happens now. <laughs> but no, it was a good night. Uh, great viewing event. I mean, uh, <laughs> Jones is phenomenal, of course, though. But it was a great weekend. Great weekend so far. That's a hell of a story, Pritch. <laughs> and for folks... That, Come out to Vegas, and you yes. can have a story just like that. Yes. March Madness is coming up. You've mentioned Women's History Month. Maybe you can saddle up to a nice little lady and uh, ask her uh, what she, who she likes to cut down the nets <laughs> there you in, go. in a few weeks here <laughs> there in March you go. Madness. Uh, we got a lot more fun on the program, though, over these next two hours. Make sure to tweet at the show, at VEASAN Live on Twitter, at M.I. Pritchard is where you can find Pritch, at Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. Coming up, Aaron Wilson, Texans reporter, over at KPRC2 in Houston. will join us in 30 minutes to talk all things Texans. They hold the number two pick, but they also have another pick in the first round. We'll try to get their plans for this upcoming draft. Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN's senior NBA analyst and also host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, checks in in 45 minutes. What's the impact of John Morant's absence on the Memphis Grizzlies? And we'll also tackle today's big NBA card. Charles Arbuckle, NFL analyst and host of Chopping It Up with Buck, will come in on 8.15 on the West Coast time. Buck is in Indy for the Combine. We'll get his thoughts on all the workouts. And then, of course, at 8.30, Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata in Atlantic City. We'll discuss the college hoop slate and also the aftermath of UFC 285. Mm-hmm. I don't know if his story is going to be as good as yours, <laughs> Pritch, but we'll try to see what they had over at the betting window. One hour from now, though, the markets are up, so we got to talk about it way too early. NFC division odds. We will discuss that here on the Lombardi line, but first, Pritch, Let's talk about what we saw yesterday in Indianapolis at the Combine. The streets are still buzzing yeah. after the quarterback workout. C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, we saw all of those guys work out. The market started to move based off those workouts. Richardson, I felt like, was the big riser in the betting markets after what we saw yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, incredible performance, first of all. I mean, the, the athleticism for Anthony Richardson is off the charts. I mean, I think people anticipated him testing well and uh, you know, Anthony Richardson showcasing his athleticism in, in a significant way. Uh, and we saw that, right? Uh, you heard the rumblings about the interviews and how well those went for him, too. So that was already a, a box that was checked. Uh, and then the wow factor materialized. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell you what, uh, as a player in the league and, and seeing a guy, uh, at, at, you know, with, with a quarterback skill set, perform like an athlete like he did. I mean, that's incredible to think about. I, I thought Lamar Jackson as an athlete was was incredible or is incredible. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. Uh, when you think about if, when he throws a football, he's throwing to a lesser athlete. When he when he runs the football or hands the football off, he's handing it off to a lesser athlete because he's such a, a supreme player. Anthony Richardson, from an athleticism standpoint, is just off the charts. And uh, you, for that to translate into the National Football League, you get excited about it. But now the discovery of this happened, mm-hmm. right? And it's something we talked about yesterday. All of these GMs and, and executives are really going to scrutinize the tape uh, and really investigate Anthony Richardson because he's definitely a riser right now. Uh, but you wonder what the determination is going to be in terms of what his skill set can turn into into the National Football League. Yeah, I think the, the general consensus on Richardson is that He's not, he hasn't quite reached his potential. Mm-hmm. And he was asked about that yesterday at the combine after that performance. Here's what he had to say on the talk about him being a little bit raw as a quarterback. My guy right there said, I'm a project, you know. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I guess teams already know that um, I, have, I have room to grow. So uh, they see sparks in me. I see them myself as well. So um, I don't have to, you know, 
talk about experience with them because they watch the tape and they know I've been playing football for a while. You know, it's just a matter of what level I've been playing on. So uh, I, I think I'm ready. I know I'm ready. And, you know, they'll get that from me. Pritch, I think it's safe to say we saw some of those sparks yeah. yesterday on the field. You talked about his athleticism. Mm-hmm. I mean, just check out these numbers here. He, he, he measured in at 6'4 and a right. quarter, which is tallest of any of the quarterbacks. His weight, 244 pounds. So already off the jump, this guy is a house. 40-yard dash, 4-4-3 unofficial, or rather official time mm-hmm. on the 40, which was best among the quarterbacks. The vertical, 40 and a half, is a new record for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. The broad jump, 10 feet, 9 oh. inches, another record for quarterbacks. I mean, this is just a remarkable performance. And then we got to all the passing stuff, which I thought he did pretty well as well. Yeah, so let's separate him because, you know, the wow factor in terms of his uh, athleticism is there, right? And it's real. Uh, and he's rising up the charts. So what the combine produced and what those show, those drills showed is how explosive Anthony Richardson is because all those were explosive type of drills, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a quarterback in the National Football League, you win Super Bowls from the pocket. You know, being explosive is exciting. Uh, Justin Fields is explosive, right? Yep. But they had the worst record in the National Football <laughs> League last year. Now, it's not all his fault. It's not all his fault. But you're, you're talking about the top of the draft and you're talking about a team that wants an impact. And uh, the teams that get excited about quarterbacks like this, uh, you know, you wonder what they're thinking. You know, or is there a team out there that's willing to trade up and said, you know what, Anthony Richardson, he's an explosive, explosive player or athlete. And we see his skill set from a quarterbacking standpoint. Like Mm -hmm. you said, throwing the football, very accurate, strong arm, all that powerful arm. Um, And the accuracy was there, too. But he needs to adjust to the NFL game. He needs to catch up. So do we sit him a year? There could be a team out there willing to trade up for an Anthony Richardson and looking to do something like that. But if these are one of those teams that are desperate for a quarterback and you're excited uh, about the measurables and the athleticism, then I, I, you're going to still be in that seller situation. You know, you're not getting it right at that point. Yeah. Uh, we saw the market move for the number one overall pick over at BetMGM. Anthony Richardson, after yesterday's workout, went from seven to one mm-hmm. to now three to one. Bryce Young, minus 165 to minus 185. He didn't throw. Uh, CJ Stroud from plus 350. He had a great day. We'll get to Stroud in a little bit. Right. Now, five to one. Then Will Anderson saw his price go from seven to one to 14 to one. I think a lot of people thinking now the quarterback is going to be the move here. Levis stayed put at nine to one. But Richardson, his odds going all the way down to three to one. Like, I think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. As much as I would love to see him go first overall, because I'd make a boatload of money. Yep. I think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. But one of the reasons, though, that I made the bet that I did back in December was. I could like, you could just watch him in college, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this guy is going to test through the roof, right? Like he is going to go to Lucas Oil Stadium if he could if he does the drills at the combine, mm-hmm. he is going to absolutely wow. So from a betting standpoint, yeah, like all the big tickets on Richardson, th- those I think were smart moves just to kind of build a position around somebody who has that high upside. But I think at this point, at three to one. I don't know if you can bet Richardson to go number one overall, unless you think that there's still value there and the team could absolutely fall in love with him and he goes in that top spot. Well, okay, so, you know, teams that could fall in love with him, that could go to that number one spot, the Colts. I mean, you got Shane Steichen. He just coached uh, Jalen Hurts, right? Yep. Uh, Jalen Hurts, and they talked about this during, uh, during the coverage uh, there at the Combine. Jalen Hurts and what he did. I mean, the last two years as a runner, uh, and the six eligible offense that Shane Steichen runs, quarterback is an important part of that. You know, when, when Jalen Hurts got hurt, 
um, it, it kind of fell off a little bit. They were different, but certainly when he returned, uh, it turned into a Super Bowl appearance and a remarkable performance in the Super Bowl. But is Anthony Richardson Jalen Hurts though? Remember, Jalen Hurts got publicly embarrassed yeah. uh, in a national championship game when he got benched. And that, to me, was that chip on that shoulder that has motivated that man to be perhaps the best quarterback in the NFC right now. Is Anthony Richardson made up that way, right? Mm-hmm. See, that's that's what I think teams need to investigate a little bit more uh, instead of falling in love with uh, the measurements or the explosive nature uh, of Anthony Richardson. But I could see the Colts being that team. I can see Ursay being that guy, uh, that owner who could fall in love with an Anthony Richardson. So look, we got to trade up. We got to get in front of other teams that might be likely to select Anthony Richardson as well. You mentioned that mental makeup. Well, ESPN draft analyst Matt Miller said earlier this week, quote, I talked to a handful of scouts last night. Every single one of them said Anthony Richardson is the best QB interview they've had this year. Mm. He's crushing the interviews. Uh-huh. He crushed the workouts. If he crushes his pro day, yeah. maybe this thing continues to build more and more. We'll talk about CJ Stroud on the other side and also get to some of the veteran quarterbacks who might be moving this offseason. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefei, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard here breaking down the NFL Combine. Coming up a little bit later on in about 15 minutes, Aaron Wilson, Texans reporter over at KPRC2 in Houston, will chat with us about the Houston Texans' plans this offseason and, of course, heading into the draft as they have two picks Mm. in the top 15. Uh, Big, big offseason for D'Amico Ryans in his first year down there in Houston. But, Pritch, let's get back to what we saw yesterday on the field with the workouts with the quarterbacks in Indianapolis. Richardson obviously blew the roof off with his athletic testing, had some nice throws as well. But I thought the best passer yesterday was Ohio State's C.J. Stroud. I mean, I tweeted it out when I was watching it yesterday afternoon. I said, this is teach tape. The footwork, the accuracy, everything that you saw from C.J. Stroud at Ohio State translated in the combine here. And it was interesting, though, because his odds over at BetMGM Move from plus 350 mm-hmm. to now plus 500. Do you think the betting market is underrating the possibility that CJ Stroud might be the first overall pick? Well, you, you know, I, it's you can fall in love with the player, but which team is going to fall in love with them, right? I mean, that, that's the thing. Is he going to be the number one overall pick? And uh, that's hard to determine right now, but uh, the skill set is there. Um, the, only, the only question mark you would have is, is youth, you know, but I, I think he's a fast learner. I, I think he's been surrounded by premium athletes in college mm-hmm. uh, so you can really get a good gauge on his ability. Uh, and then, so how does that translate into the National Football League? I, I mean, uh, the confidence is there um, and, and the willingness to get better, I believe, is there too. And that that right there is everything to me uh, as a player because, Femi, the realization of these guys, uh, you know, being the best of what they've done wherever they've been so far in their life, that's going to change now. They're just a number now. Uh, and now they have to re- establish themselves uh, in a significant way, in a different way. I think C.J. Stroud uh, is has that type of makeup, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love the challenges that he takes on. And uh, you're right. I mean, the mechanics, uh, just like Anthony Richardson with his athleticism, athleticism off the charts, the mechanics of C.J. Stroud was off the charts. I mean, his quickness on that delivery, that yeah. thing right there was was beautiful. It really was. The accuracy was beautiful. The arm strength and all that, that's going to come, right? And the footwork and all that, that's going to get better. He's going to improve right there. But his quick release is is everything right now for a young player. Daniel Jeremiah, who's NFL Network's lead draft analyst, had this to say about Stroud. He said, quote, C.J. Stroud is having one of the best throwing sessions mm. I've seen at the Combine. Robert Griffin III, who was an analyst for the NFL over at ESPN, said C.J. Stroud Putting on a master class of throwing the football at the NFL Combine, balance, delivery, and pace on every throw right. has been flawless. Yeah, These guys are raving about C.J. Stroud, and the betting market went the other way. Granted, because Richardson's taken up some of that mm-hmm. probability, Bryce Young also saw his odds go from uh, minus 165 to minus 185, so somebody had to dip down. But is this maybe the opportunity to buy in on Stroud because if it doesn't, there could be a team out there that says, "Hey, this guy, I I know he'll run our offense. Right. He's gonna be accurate. He's played in big games. He can throw from the pocket. Like he checks all the traditional boxes. 
maybe there's a team out there that just falls in love with Stroud and takes him number one. I, I mean, Houston's right there, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And to me, it makes so much sense for them to entertain uh, selecting C.J. Stroud. And, and okay, do you need to trade up to number one to do that because somebody else might, might leapfrog you? Uh, that's something that I, I think Casario and everybody's going to have to determine, right? But Slowick, and, and we're going to get some more information about Houston uh, in the next segment, yeah. but that San Francisco South philosophy now, because I believe with D'Amico and, and now you got Slowick, who uh, is offensive coordinator, uh, it, it's going to be similar. They're going to r- run the football with Pierce, right? They're going to do play action, and, and, and C.J. Stroud does all that. And plus, yeah. he can win from the pocket, too. I mean, he's he's so savvy in the pocket. But there's not going to be immediate pressure on him either because they can run the football as they build up that defense, too. So uh, I, I think he's perfect for Houston and that offense and that scheme. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out shortly. The thing is, is who's going to try to get in front of Houston? Or can Houston anticipate that, yeah. uh, perhaps get up to number one and select C.J. Stroud? Yeah, we'll talk to Aaron Wilson, like you mentioned, in the next segment to see if the Texans have an appetite to make that move up yeah. from number two to number one. Maybe they should have just lost that game week 18 <laughs> to, the, to the Indianapolis Colts. But love, <laughs> love you giving them a nice little parting gift, uh, which I'm sure the city of Chicago is very thankful for, uh, in addition to all the wins he had was the Bears when he was the head coach there. Uh, also around the combine, the buzz about these veteran quarterbacks has been palpable. And the one Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens, I think, is the biggest QB, other than Aaron Rodgers, mm. who could be on the move this offseason. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler put out this report earlier this weekend saying that several people around the league believe that the Ravens have strongly considered using the non-exclusive franchise tag on Jackson. Now, this would mean that he could go out and negotiate a deal with another team, and if they come to an agreement, the Ravens would have that time period, I believe it's about three days or so, to match that offer, and if they don't match it, then they would have received two first-round picks from that team, and Lamar Jackson would go off and go to the whatever team ended up giving him that contract. So is this a smart move or a risky move by the Ravens? I think it's a smart move because I, they, they're, they're not trying to keep Lamar Jackson. If they were, they would have had Lamar Jackson wrapped up a long time ago. You don't get to this situation if that guy is your guy, if that guy yeah. is your franchise quarterback. I mean, think about the Tom Brady's of the world, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, or before all the drama. Uh, you know, <laughs> you don't want to get to that lame duck situation. That last year, you want these guys locked up, and you want to try to get that uh, done sooner than later. Now it's later, and now you're, if you're the Ravens, you're trying to see what you can get. In other words, too, um, there's a movie that comes to mind with Billy Crystal. I can't, City Slickers, mm-hmm. uh, about the gold, come and get me, come and get me, come and get me. <laughs> that's, that's what um, I think the Ravens are saying to everybody. Come and get Lamar Jackson. We want two first-rounders for the guy. Or we'll have a chance to match any type of deal. But here's the thing about the Costa, though, too, and the Ravens. You know, I don't know how savvy they are with this, but it immediately came to my mind that they're going to apply pressure to Lamar because he's, he's, he's his own agent. Mm-hmm. Now you got to go out and negotiate a deal with these teams. And can you do that, right? If we put the non-exclusive franchise tag on you, do you have the knowledge or um, uh, the process necessary to go out there and seek a deal and get a deal as an agent? Not as a quarterback, but as an agent. Uh, that's a smart move. It really is by DaCosta that way. I, I ripped him up yesterday, but that was a smart business move to apply pressure on that quarterback that way. Which teams do you think would be interested in Lamar? Because I think the one that pops up in my head is the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. Like, because the Falcons are picking, I believe, eighth or ninth in the draft. So mm-hmm. they're a little bit further back in the top 10. 
not really in range of a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud or maybe even an Anthony Richardson if they wanted to go that route. They would have to trade up, obviously, to get those guys. But we know that the Falcons were interested in Deshaun Watson this time right. a year ago. Right. They were recruiting Watson. They were willing to give up that big contract to Watson. Watson, I guess, wanted more money. Cleveland offered more money, and they offered the guarantee. So all of a sudden, he flipped and said, all right, I told Cleveland no, but they're going to give me this much money guaranteed. All right, Cleveland, I'll go play for mm-hmm. you. And that kind of blew up in the Falcons' face. If they were interested in Watson, you got to believe that they would be interested in, in, in Lamar Jackson as well. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, Atlanta, there are six eligible offense, Arthur Smith, and what he was doing was a part of and and with Tennessee and now he brought that over to Atlanta uh, so you're going to use six eligibles you're going to use a quarterback in a significant way running the football Carolina Frank Reich you know his path uh, from Philly and where where he's been I mean that that gets interesting too uh, in that situation but Atlanta uh, is ready made for Lamar but can Lamar understand that can Lamar go to that front office in Atlanta and, and strike a deal you know, because he's going to be the non-exclusive franchise tag. And look, the Ravens are like, yeah, we'll, we'll take the two first rounders. But can you go out there and get a deal like that? And then we'll still have a chance to match it if we want to. Uh, so it's it's on Lamar now. Yeah. Uh, and that, to me, is a, is a smart business move. But we'll see what Lamar slash agent Lamar uh, <laughs> is capable of here. Franchise tag deadline is March 7th. The clock is ticking on Lamar Jackson. It's also ticking on the Giants and Daniel mm. Jones. Now, the reports are that the Giants... And Daniel Jones, they've been having the negotiations at the Combine. We're unable to reach a deal with his agency athletes first. Uh, it's it's now, I've heard talks of the contract could start within the fours for an annual salary there. I think that's a little rich for a quarterback of Daniel Jones' stature, but the New York Giants made the playoffs and they won a playoff game with him as their signal caller here. What do you think ultimately happens with Daniel Jones and the Giants? That's a great question. I mean, he is he worth that much, right? And the Giants are probably saying, no, he's not. You know, he had one good year uh, with this. And, and so now tape's going to be on him. Is he going to improve? And what does it look like moving forward? So I, I, I think that the appetite to pay, to pay backup caliber quarterbacks uh, $40 million a year, it's not there. It's not even there to guarantee Lamar Jackson hundreds of millions of dollars, right? So yeah. uh, I, I don't know if that appetite – that's a great question in terms of where he's going to go. I mean, depending on Aaron Rodgers or, or some other situations, the NFC was loaded with backup quarterbacks. There will be opportunity as a free agent for Daniel Jones, but uh, I don't know if the Giants are entertaining paying him that kind of money. That would be a lot of money. And one thing Michael Lombardi always says, he says, Daniel Jones needs to realize that he's part of it. He is not it. That's why they had success. (laughs) We'll talk with Aaron Wilson of KPRC2 in Houston on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VSEN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops-Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard here hanging out discussing all things 
NFL Combine. We'll talk some college hoops with our buddy Thomas Gable over at the Borgata one hour from now. Uh, he will have his favorite plays for today and also give us some stuff to look forward to with conference tournaments in the major conferences beginning next week. But uh, joining us now, our first guest on the program, he covers the Houston Texans for KPRC2 down in Houston. His name is Aaron Wilson. Aaron, we appreciate the time for you joining us this morning. Hope all is well. I know you were down in Indy, for, or up in Indy, I should say, for the Combine. And I want to start here with the Texans at number two because I feel like this Texans team has almost been a forgotten team at the top of the draft because everyone just assumed that they're going to stay there in that number two slot. Could you see a scenario in which Houston falls in love with one of these quarterbacks and feels the need to move up to number one, or do you see them kind of staying pat there at the second slot? I think more likely they stand pat. I, I don't think that there's a player worthy of moving up for, in my opinion. It's a good draft, but it's not a great draft. It's a deep draft, and if you think about the quality of these players, there's something wrong with every single one of the quarterbacks, as impressive as they are. There's some things that you wish were a little better. I don't think there is a perfect prospect that you want to give up a ton of draft capital to move for. They've got a lot of draft capital. If his price isn't bad, sure. If it's the player you want, you want to be absolutely sure to get him. I don't even think that the teams like the same quarterbacks. Like I think the Colts like C.J. Stroud. I think the Texans like Bryce Young. I think it's different. I think Anthony Richardson opens some eyes and ensured that somebody in the top ten is picking him now. But, yeah, I don't think it'll be it'll be the Texans guy. So, you know, it's Stroud or it's Young. What's a lean for Young? You know, Aaron, uh, we can bet on first quarterback selected, even the first overall pick. I mean, I, I, like you just mentioned, right. Houston not wow. even maybe potentially entertaining moving up. Uh, to select a quarterback or secure a quarterback that way. But just from a philosophy standpoint and what you know about D'Amico uh, and certainly Bobby Slowick, the new offense coordinator, the front office too. I mean, like, what is it about the potential of Bryce Young that intrigues uh, this franchise right now? Well, you know, he's dynamic. He can make plays, but he's not looking to run just to run necessarily. He is sliding in the pocket to create passing lanes. There's a difference. So you look at how he can play, and could he run that 49ers system? Absolutely. I think that he's got the mobility. He's got the accuracy. You just wish that he was taller, but uh, 204 pounds, it's small, but it's not something that can't be overcome. I think that you know that's the only real sticking point. But can he run their system? Absolutely. I think that he fits that philosophy. He's also known for being very smart, very studious, really dedicated to football. So you kind of start there, and I think he's a fit. And he's also a personable young man and uh, very, very respectful and polite. Loved his interview. I would imagine that, yeah, he would fit this organization very well and give them a breath of fresh air. As you know, it's been, you know, a struggle down here. They haven't really had the quarterback that they need since Deshaun Watson. So yeah, I think it would be outstanding to acquire someone like Bryce Sean. We're speaking with Aaron Wilson, Texans reporter for KPRC two down in Houston, Texans or down in Houston. I should say, uh, Aaron, you were at the combine in Indy. I know you mentioned it based on what you've been talking about here. It doesn't sound like the Houston Texans are interested in Anthony Richardson. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but just from the overall sentiment. Well, yeah. I, I just don't know if they would rank him 
as the quarterback above those other guys. But I mean, he had obviously a stellar combine. Uh, the problem is he hasn't been a very accurate thrower. And that's a big problem for teams when a guy can't complete a lot of his passes. Do you think you can coach that into him? Then by all means have at it. Uh, I think that Richardson is going to be really successful. Probably has a higher ceiling than these other guys, but also probably has a lower floor. And that's what scouts have told me, that you have to be aware of what you're getting yourself into and how many years it might take for Richardson to really become a polished quarterback. But, you know, people of Justin Fields a year ago, I've covered uh, one of his games in Chicago, and he was terrible. And then he got better as the year went on. So, I mean, that's one thing Ozzie Newsom used to say to me when I was covering the Ravens. Young players get better. And that was something, that was his mantra about the jump that players make. And he was right. That does happen. You know, Ozzie's a really smart guy. And you do have to, you can't limit people in the sale. Well, then he'll never be good. If you see potential, potential can be brought out in people. But yeah, that's just my understanding is that those other quarterbacks will be ranked a little bit higher. I think most teams have kind of a little pecking order. Maybe some have Richardson now above Levis, some don't. It just depends on what's your style. What do you like? Richardson definitely showed some potential yesterday with his workouts at the Combine. From speaking with D'Amico Ryans and Nick Casario in that Houston brass, have you gotten any hints as to what might they do at pick number 12? Is that a situation where they could stand pat or maybe even trade down to acquire some more picks to try to fill out a roster that needs that help and some young talent? Well, they don't really say anything, but, you know, that's pretty standard as far as, like, commenting on individual players. I was able to get a very general quote out of D'Amico that didn't reveal their draft intentions, just that he's an outstanding leader, an outstanding quarterback. And, you know, you would expect him to say that, right? But, no, they don't really do that where they do a, oh, yeah, B. John Robinson's like this and this guy's like that. They don't do that at all. And I, it's intentional. And the questions, too, sometimes are so general up there at the podium. We did get some extra time with D'Amico where we were able to ask some more specific questions about the roster. And, you know, he's – pretty open. He'll talk. But yeah, Nick Casario comes from the Patriots. Of course, he's not going to talk about individual players. We've never had a draft press conference with him where he was like, oh yeah, this is a great draft. I like this guy. No, he doesn't do that. And most of them don't. What I do know, though, I can tell you through, you know, privately, they have spent some time working on these wide receivers. Jordan Addison from USC, Quentin Johnston from TCU, and they met with both formally at the Combine. In addition to the four quarterbacks, they also met with Raheem Garrett from Maryland. So that's a receiver ranked lower. Uh, but they are showing you know, that they need to address the receiver position. They also met with Will Anderson from Bama. Uh, they, I think they got like 45 visits or something like that, 45 meetings at the Combine and those 15-minute speed dating deals. And, they're looking at receivers. They need a number one wide receiver. They'd still, you know, if they can get the right terms, are open to trading Brandon Cooks. I can tell you this. He reiterated his trade request. There are multiple teams interested. Whether that culminates in a deal, I don't think it's heating up just yet. But, you know, they definitely could use someone like Johnston, who I think is very good, and Addison as well.
You know, Aaron, um, another head coaching change, coaching staff change for Houston. Uh, I'll get your take on the realistic expectations for this franchise going into the season uh, uh, later on this year. They've been competitive within the division, 3-2-1 and one, uh, last year, 3-3 three and three the year prior. Uh, realistic expectations for, for the Texans coming up. I think if they improved to six or seven wins, that would be great. I just don't see them making this quantum leap, even with a, let's say that, you know, when they had Deshaun, he was on pace to be rookie of the year before he tore his ACL. What if Bryce is just setting the league on fire and, and maybe they are winning? I just can't see the team becoming this, you know, even in this week division, taking it over. You know, the Jaguars and the Titans look a lot stronger than them right now. So, yeah, in my opinion, you're just looking at improvement and developing of young players and hoping that Derek Stingley is healthier and that Jalen Petrie tackles better and that Damian Pierce is even more durable and able to play the whole season, unlike his rookie year, things like that. And you know, they've got bookend tackles from Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard. That's, that's a good part of the team. And between Stingley and Steven Nelson, they've got two good corners. And they can use more pass rush to go with Jerry Hughes and John Grenard and Obwalker Uncle if they re-sign him and Malik Collins. I mean, they've got a pretty tough interior line situation that's not good. Uh, you know, the roster, they got Nico Collins, and, you know, they, they don't have a lot anymore. He is Aaron Wilson, Houston Texans reporter for KPRC in Houston. Aaron, we appreciate the time. Be well. Thank you. You too. Houston Texans got a lot of work. <laughs> they they need to lot, improve. Got a lot of work <laughs> left to be done here. On the other side, JVT will join us to talk some NBA here on a Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, 
it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Femi Abbafe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss one leg. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard in for Michael Lombardi here talking all things NFL combine. We've talked a lot of combine, mm-hmm. but there's other stuff in the sports world going on, including the NBA. I was watching the NBA last night. Great game between the Bucks and the Sixers. Mm-hmm. And to help us break down that game and the games that we're going to have coming up today, we bring in our senior NBA analyst here at VEASAN, Jonathan Von Tobel, also the host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. Make sure you get that wherever you get your podcast. JVT, how's it going? Uh, let's start with that game last night that we saw between the Sixers and the Bucks. Philly snaps Milwaukee's 16-game win streak. Any betting ramifications and takeaways for the rest of this regular season or heading into the postseason with those two teams that we saw last night? You know, I'm, I'm not sure if you want to call them betting ramifications, Femi, but I'll, I'll say this. I think when it comes to the Philadelphia 76ers, and as somebody who has a ticket on the Philadelphia 76ers to win the NBA Finals, and anybody else out there, like Sean King, our colleague, who might have one as well, this one at least gave you some confidence that Philly can match up with these teams. And Philly, I think, is uniquely equipped to kind of handle Milwaukee in the sense that they have a massive big that is going to be a problem for Brooke Lopez. It can still be on the floor in some of those small ball lineups that Milwaukee's going to throw out there. They have an immense amount of offense. You know, this shift now back to Tyrese Maxey as part of the regular starting lineup is going to be pretty big for them because he raises their floor on that end. We saw Maxi yesterday, right? 26 points, three rebounds, just a pure scorer stat line, right? Don't give me rebounds. Don't give me assists. Just give me points. And he works out really well. Will Philly be a little worse defensively as they move forward with Maxi back in the starting lineup? Yeah, but we saw how good their offense can be yesterday. An offensive rating in, of 141.9 yesterday Ooh. against the league's best defense, guys. That's really impressive. So I think when you're looking at this big picture, I think for betters like me and others who maybe were starting to think about Philadelphia as maybe they just didn't have enough because they're losing games to Boston, blowing that one against the Celtics, what, two weekends ago now, that maybe they were kind of on that tier behind those two. I think this gives you some confidence that Philly can operate at a high level against those two teams in the Eastern Conference, and maybe they do have a better chance at making it out of the East than initially thought before this game. All right, JVT, let's get your thoughts on a game 1 p.m. Eastern. It's the Suns and Mavs, a new look Suns, a new look Mavs with premium players. I mean, KD uh, with the Suns, Kyrie uh, with the Mavs. I mean, your take on how this fit, the chemistry is working out for both of these teams and also your thoughts uh, on the matchup. Looking at what, one and a half 
mm-hmm. in terms of Dallas laying it there at home, 231, uh, 231 and a half, 232 is a total. So Dallas has been a pretty good home team, Pritch. I think that if you're playing this, it would be Dallas or pass. DeAndre Ayton not being out there is a loss for Phoenix. And I shouldn't say not being out there. He's questionable to mm-hmm. play. All indications are maybe that he's not going to go here. And uh, I, I think the Mavericks deserve a little bit more credit being at home. Look, remember, Kevin Durant's still going to be on this minutes restriction as we move forward for the Phoenix Suns. So we're not getting the full load of Kevin Durant. And we saw how good this Dallas offense can be, right? The problem is just how bad are they going to be defensively? And maybe this is one of those instances where this Dallas Mavericks defense does show up in a really bad way. Femi, right, we were talking about this the other day on Lombardi line Mm -hmm. when they got in that shootout with the Philadelphia 76ers. That needed to be a high-scoring affair for them to win, but they could still win that, and especially if Kevin Durant's going to be limited and if DeAndre Ayton's not going to be out there. Because keep in mind, too, like this is a team in the Phoenix Suns that is a little bit thinner than usual. Mm -hmm. So I I think when you're looking at all this, guys, I think the Mavericks – probably deserve a little bit more credit at home, especially if DeAndre Ayton's not going to play. We saw this open up at about Dallas minus one. I don't think it's surprising that Phoenix has gone to pick here and might even go off as a favorite, especially if DeAndre Ayton's going to play. But I think just given the restrictions for Durant and what we've seen from Phoenix so far, the ceiling's a lot higher. But just what we know, I think Dallas might deserve a little bit more credit, should be laying about one and a half here at home. We're speaking with Jonathan Von Tobel, NBA senior analyst here at Visa and also the host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. JVT, let's get to the nightcap game. And I want to kind of talk about Memphis just in general. The Grizzlies yeah. are taking on the Clippers. Obviously, yesterday the report came out that John Morant's going to step away for a couple of days. We don't need to get into why all that stuff is out there for people to Google or on Twitter if you want to go ahead and look at that. But how do you think John Morant's absence in addition to the Brandon Clark injury as well, and now a Dylan Brooks suspension for one game, what do you think just the overall vibes of this Memphis Grizzlies team and Jaws' absence going forward for this squad? So I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because buried in all of this, right, with John Morant and his pea shooter that he busted out, like I, the, the problem is, is that this team is now missing multiple guys, right? You mentioned Brandon Clark. He's massive coming off of their bench for them in terms of what he does for their offensive rating when John Morant is not on the floor and what he gives them from an energy standpoint. Steven Adams is still out. So now your front court is really perilously thin without those two out there on the floor. Dylan Brooks is your best on-ball defender, and we know what John Morant is for this offense at times. So now all of a sudden, guys, a team that we considered last year, especially one of the deepest teams in the NBA, is missing four key guys. Three of them are starters. So this is, I think, in a really really bad sense for Memphis. It's not really the best time to be losing all these guys. You get a Clippers team that is going to come into this, you would assume, extremely desperate for a win. They're not going to have Norm Powell out there. He suffered that shoulder injury that's going to keep him out for a week, maybe more. If Vita Zubac plays, especially, now you're talking about a two-big rotation that could really take advantage of a small front court for the Memphis Grizzlies in not only Zubac, but Plumlee. I would think that from a spot perspective, guys, I, I laid this with the Clippers at six overnight. I, this is one where, from a spot perspective, a desperate Clippers team looking to snap a losing streak is coming in here. They're adjusting their starting lineup. Femi, we talked about Marcus Morris, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that maybe he's probably spent too much time in the starting lineup. Well, reports yesterday, Andrew Grief, or Greif, excuse me, from the LA Times. And it looks like he's out of the starting lineup potentially here today. So the Clippers are making adjustments. They're in a really bad spot with their backs against the wall against an extremely thin Grizzlies team. This does not look like a pretty good spot for Memphis. And overall, Femi, like, you've been sliding in the standings for the last month. You have not been able to win a road game to save your life. You blow that game the other night against the Denver Nuggets with John Morant out there. I got to think the vibes are not exactly immaculate for the Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> as they're wrapping up this road trip right now. What about a spot situation for the Knicks? I mean, Brunson has really changed uh, the the yep. uh, the fortunes of the Knicks, in my opinion. I mean, they're going to play deep. We know that. Uh, open up their offense a little bit more, certainly with Randall, too. But uh, now they take on uh, the Celtics here, JVT. They're catching, what, five, five and a half. 
can they keep the streak going? I mean, are they a live dog in this game? So I'm gonna look, I'm gonna I've got to pull this up really quick so I can get this number right for you, Pritch. Okay. So let's see. So that at at New York the other day, Boston was playing them, and they the Celtics were a two point favorite on the road there, and they ended up losing that game outright. The Knicks, rightfully so, that number was a little off. Uh, but you're looking at this now, like we're starting to see this market adjustment now come down. So if we're looking at today with a number of five, and there's plenty of fives, not even five and a halfs out yep. there. And with Jalen Brown being available here, and the only difference being Robert Williams, you're starting to see some some respect for the New York Knicks. The numbers telling you that there's only a two and a half point difference between these two teams wow. on a neutral. <laughs> that going back to New York, remember as we just talked about, it was a two two and a half point spread. But going back to New York, that's maybe pick or a half point in favor of the New York Knicks. So you're starting to see that adjustment. This is where I'm always talking about guys like buying low and selling high. The other night, the number peaked for the New York Knicks on the road against the Miami Heat at three and a half. And it was something I wrote in the column. It's something we talked about, Femi, on Lombardi line, which was at three, three and a half, if Butler was going to play, that was pretty extreme because that was more than a point than the Philadelphia 76ers were laying in Miami. And that's a team that rates higher than this New York Knicks team. So you're starting to get to the point where I think from a market perspective, we're at a high here for the Knicks. And I wouldn't want to be betting into those numbers and instead be looking for opportunities to maybe play against them. JVT, we got a minute left here. Warriors are at the Lakers laying five. Steph Curry expected to be back in this afternoon's game. They've won five straight. It feels like they're surging now as we're heading towards the playoffs here. Is this the Warriors? uh, Do you expect them to kind of get back to their peak level or is this maybe a chance to fade them and take the Lakers? I don't know. Do we take history? I mean, because we've got, what are we looking at now? We got a 34 game. No. Yeah. We got a 30 game sample size family that tells us this is a terrible road team, right? So <laughs> do we, do we trust in like, I know it's a, it's a monumental road trip going all the way to Los Angeles uh, for the <laughs> golden state warriors, but this has been a team that has really struggled. They are now guys seven and 23 straight up nine and 21 against the spread on the road. Like, so it like, I would say that this number seems somewhat high for a team that is clearly not shaking off these road issues. And Steph Curry coming back, while that's very good, you don't know if he's going to be somewhat rusty. It was a lower leg injury, so maybe the shooting's going to be perfectly fine. Uh, but I would tend to maybe look at the Lakers' side of things, just given from what we've seen from the Golden State Warriors. They have been inconsistent and unbettable when they play away from home. Mm. Yeah, the Warriors are historically bad <laughs> on the road for a team that's thought of as a contender. He is Jonathan Von Tobel. Make sure you check out his work at vcin.com. He writes a daily NBA article, also Hardwood Handicappers podcast here. Does excellent stuff with the association. JVT, enjoy the games today, and best of luck with the bets. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the Bryce Young era in Indianapolis. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Calling his shot now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Bryce Young to the Colts. We had Aaron Wilson on. He said that the Colts like Stroud. Maybe it's Stroud, maybe it's Young. Maybe it's Richardson. That's what I'm hoping it is. That does it for hour number one here. Hour number two, we'll talk some way too early NFC division odds because football's always on the mind here on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.